Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, my friends, to tonight's Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. Tonight, love is the answer. So much to share. So happy to be back. <laughs> you don't even know. Welcome, my friends. Let's let this beautiful music play us into the show. Spirit friends, back to the Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. We are so we are so happy to be with you tonight. We ended up taking a little more time than we expected to take off pre and post wedding, which I'll be sharing with you all. We are back, my friends. We're back with a special Tuesday night welcome back show tonight. We are going to be with you tomorrow night with a special show and Saturday night with our Saturday night with the first Saturday night spiritual night will set you or our sometimes Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, we uh spiritual nights that we do. Uh during the summer we kind of alternate those depending on what's happening. And what's happening, my friends, is so many beautiful things and I have so much to share with you about the past few weeks and about the mission and about the love and life that's happening. And tonight, my friends, love is the answer. We're really going to dive in. The, I almost I almost started this as a, a new season, starting with tonight's show. And then another friend of mine said, no, it's just the second half of the season. <laughs> uh, because we are going to be going into some really beautiful, deep, inspiring experiences together in our upcoming shows, starting with tonight. Love is the answer. Tomorrow night, the vibrations of life. Tracy Arkandizi is going to be joining me. Adam Bodie is going to be joining me. We all met earlier this evening, and we're going to have a beautiful show 
a journey of discovery of the many vibrations in our lives and how our vibrations and energy directly impacts our minds, bodies, and spirits, all of our experiences. And then we're going to be experiencing some vibrations of sound and allowing that to just flow throughout your consciousness and bring inspiration, peace, and joy to your mind, body, and spirit. That is tomorrow night at our normal time, 7 o'clock. On Saturday night, or I should mention, joining us tomorrow night, like I said, is going to be Tracy Arkandizi. She's a Reiki master, massage therapist, spiritual practitioner, and sound healer. And for me, coming into tonight's show, and, and we, were, we had intended to be with you last night, and some technical problems, uh, not with us, with our internet provider, which can happen. We've been having some brownouts in our area, and sure enough, we had one. But anyway, I'm glad I didn't because I got more time to prepare for tonight's show. And earlier tonight, earlier late this afternoon, I did a Reiki and sound bath healing session with Tracy. It was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, you've got to try it for yourself, my friends. Uh, It's it's beautiful, and, and we're going to be talking about those vibrations tomorrow night. Tracy will be with us. Adam, who is autistic, trans, activist, artist, father, and spiritual facilitator, he's going to be with us, and we're all going to be sharing many different ways that energy affects us and affects our lives and the ways that we can become aware of when our energies, when our focus, when our inspirations, when, the, when we're not in that flow, right? And, we, and you need ways to be aware of when you're, when something is knocking you out of your flow, knocking you out of your love and light, and you need to have real tools, real ways that you can bring yourself back into that flow, back into that balance. And we're going to be talking about that. And then on Saturday night, and I know we, it's, it, we, we were going to, this show was going to be coming to you a couple weeks ago, a few weeks back, and uh, we'll get into some of that in a moment, the story behind it, but. Saturday night, we're doing a special Saturday night spiritual night when Jesus calls me home. This Saturday, July 29th, 7 p.m. here on the West Coast, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. And I'm going to be sharing with you the awareness, the experience, the love of life that I've had in my life. And I'm going to share with you the awareness about really what our lives are about based on my own life, the mission that I've had working with, including A big part of my mission and my works has been working with those who are in their end-of-life transition, and I'm going to be sharing about that, and we're going to have a beautiful guided meditation to bring to your mind, body, and consciousness awareness to your life, to the inspirations, to all that you came here to experience, and that is just the beginning, my friends. We are back, back, back. Uh, We started back a little bit in June, and then we had the wedding stuff happen, um, and we are back. We have a lot of guests scheduled for the, some of our upcoming weeks, and we have a lot of awesome news that we're going to be sharing with you about how the Experience Your Path mission is growing and how we can all work together and interact together and create a space where we can come together when we need that love and light, when we need that inspiration, when we need a place to go and share with others who are here in love and light who are here to bring some goodness and inspiration to life in this world. 
Oh, my gosh, my friends. So before we dive deep into tonight's show, I'll talk to you a little bit about where, what the journey has been like. Because we ended up cutting off our shows a little sooner than we were going to. We were going to have When Jesus Calls Me Home is our last show before the wedding. And a few different things happened. My partner at that time, uh, husband to be, <laughs> ended up coming down with a respiratory infection, had to go on some medications. Uh, on top of a few things that all happened. And then, you know, when you when you plan weddings, and I know this because I've done celebrations many, 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 I have lost track. I tried to count it back a ways uh, a few years back, and I, I wasn't able to track them all, but I, I've done many, many, many celebrations of life, weddings, joinings of couples, celebrations of love. I, I mean, love. Done celebrations of life as well but celebrations of love throughout my time. And of course, I was married many years ago uh, to my wife. And uh, that if you've been a listener to the show, you've heard me talk about her and our experiences together. And though we did separate and go our own ways, uh, I to honor her, I still always call her my wife. <laughs> She's a, when, as, as, as the world has turned out for me, and as she pointed out to me, because she knew about uh, and was very good friends with Jim and I and was looking forward to being there at our wedding. Um, of course, she passed away this last December, but I felt her there with us. And, you know, I had that wedding and then I had this wedding on July 1st. And if you didn't get to see it, I did share it on our, fa- our Facebook Experience Your Path page. It was a very small ceremony, very beautiful out on Long Lake, which is a beautiful lake here in the Spokane area. We invited a very small group of family and friends, in, in part, because my partner, large amounts of people aren't a good thing. And as well, we just wanted to share it with a very tight knit group of people that really wanted to come and share. And then we broadcast it out. We knew there were many friends and family that wouldn't be able to make it anyway. We were doing it July 4th weekend. There are some family, I have some family that some of my parents, I have three sets of parents, <laughs> and some of my parents I know, you know, my adopted parents, the elders no longer travel. My mother no longer travels. Uh, my stepmother is not a big traveler. And, and it wouldn't be possible for any of them to make the trip. Plus, there was a lot of other friends and family. So we recorded it. We broadcast it live. And then we had it. We have it available for you to watch if you'd like to. It was a beautiful hand-passing ceremony, which Tracy, Tracy Arcandizi, who I was with, who I did the Reiki session and sound bath session earlier this evening. She was our wedding planner and our uh, our volunteer wedding planner, although we we did gift her a nice gift for everything she did. And she also was our spiritual practitioner, our facilitator uh, for the hand fasting ceremony. And we thank her so much for it. We thank everybody that came and it was beautiful. And if through all the weddings I've done, I know that things are going to happen, you know, and Tracy shared with me what happened, you know, her and Mike had things up. You always plan things a certain way and then things, things go a different way and you just go with it and roll with it and enjoy your day. And one thing I do really appreciate is that we were very smart about thinking about how we were doing things. We did keep it small. It was on the lake on July 4th. It was a nice day. It was supposed to be almost a hundred. Luckily it only got up into the nineties. And there was plenty of shade and plenty of area for people to relax and just be. 
And we planned a hot dog buffet where we had regular hot dogs and veggie hot dogs, and we had all kinds of fixings. So you could just make a, a veggie sandwich if you wanted, because there were some vegetarians coming, as well as both my partner and I really liked the vegetable side of things. And we had a beautiful hot dog buffet, hot dog bar. And then we had a circle where we invited our friends and family to bring uh, a crystal or a stone, something that connected them. And we formed a sacred circle with all of that energy uh, and then had a beautiful hand fasting. And as things would turn out, as the days were getting closer, we had intended for my granddaughter, Olivia, and my grandson, Aiden, to be part of the ceremony. Olivia is the flower girl. Aiden was going to be the uh, hand-fasting rope bearer because he did not do rings. He would be the hand-fasting rope bearer. And as it would turn out, both of them became ill, something they caught from daycare, and they were not able to make it. So that was kind of sad. But I knew that my daughter was coming back, and that's one reason we kind of little bit started a little bit started back here a little bit later than we intended is that I knew my daughter was coming in this past weekend the weekend of the 21st and so and my granddaughter Olivia she said was so sad that she was not going to be able to be the flower girl at grandpa's wedding she wanted to do it so when they came into town this last weekend we got together and my best friend who had served as one of our best peoples during our ceremony came out he's also ordained um, and we did a little quick mini ceremony this past Friday evening where my granddaughter got to be the flower girl and my grandson got to be the bearer of the hand fasting rope and we had them do their part and then we did just, you know, Steve hand fasted us together and took some pictures and had some moments. So it was fun. You can roll with the flow, <laughs> right? And so we had kind of a our major celebration on the 1st, and then we had a celebration again this past weekend on the 21st uh, to incorporate and to share that love with friends and family. And it was beautiful and wonderful. And for all the things that we, you know, some things went, you know, the ceremony itself was, could not be more beautiful. And if you get a chance and you're interested, you can see it on our, I shared it on the uh, Experience Your Past Facebook page. If you're interested, and you don't follow on the Facebook, uh, let me know and I can email it to you. I'm more than willing to share it. And you just, you do, you go with the flow. Because last minute, of course, I was disappointed that my daughter and her husband and my grandkids weren't going to be able to make it. I also immediately thought, wait, you're coming, if, as long as they heal and get better, which they did, you're coming in a couple weeks. You know, there's nothing wrong with extending the love and extending the wedding ceremony. Um, so we, you know, we ended up taking some, a little bit extra time off before the wedding, uh, to accommodate what was happening with my partner and other things. And then post the wedding and Jim has been on the show before he's been on some of the shows that we talked about mental health and loving those in our lives that might have struggles or mental illness, uh, just like somebody might have a physical illness. Right. And and he has shared very openly on the show, and he really invited me tonight to share openly, too, as well as, so we had our ceremony on Saturday, July 1st. He had to take some medications because of the upper respiratory infection for the week before our wedding. And the way it was set up, and these were steroids, and the way it was set up is he had to take 
like six the first day, then five, then four, then three, then two, then one. So it was really loading him up, which was helping his chest feel really better. But as you know, and Jim has shared on the show, he is on the bipolar spectrum. And they warned him that those steroids could have a reaction, could cause maybe even a severe reaction with his bipolar condition. Now, I have known Jim for, if you, we're going to be, we met in 1920, 21, 22, 23. <laughs> and if you're wondering, I was just counting it out on my fingers as I did it. Uh, for It's going to be four years coming up. We were originally going to get married in 2020, but then 2020 happened, as we all know. And uh, in being with him and being his friend and then his boyfriend and then now his partner, uh, I have, even through COVID, I I told friends and family that, you know, he's so balanced. He's so aware. He has so many skills that he has developed through his counseling and through doing work on some of the core causes of what happened for him. And he shared a little bit on the show and that's his story, but he had traumas that I produced some of the mental anguish that he's gone through in his life. And he did much work on that and I, and, and has so many skills and is so self-aware that I shared with friends during COVID. I was shocked because yes, I, I'm his partner, but also I've worked with many different people that struggle with mental illness and, and a lot of clients and family and friends that struggle with being bipolar. And one of the things that I was been truly amazed during our time together is that he was so easily able to catch himself and to be self-aware and to have self-care and to know when something is something he can do and to know when there's something that he can't do because he needs some time to process or some time to heal. And I, throughout the entire experience of COVID, when we always, all of a sudden, uh, our roommate and good friend that we live with and, and Jim were suddenly at home and we were all at home. And I, you know, I, I can honestly say that I had more struggles or had more moments where I thought I was about to lose it or I was, you know, at, at my edge. And I was shocked to see that I never saw that or sensed that or felt that from him. And he was always able to catch himself. And on Saturday, it was he was able to maintain, but you could tell he was struggling a bit. And he told me I'm struggling a bit, but I'm going to make it through. On Sunday, we we spent the weekend out at the lake, and that was with one of my other exes that I've been with for I've been with for ten years, and I'd married him and his partner probably almost ten years ago. And we're all still a family. We all still gather together, and we often gather at their house because they have a beautiful house in the lake and they have all the room. My daughter can come there and stay and we can come there and stay. My wife, when she was with us, came out and stayed. And so we were staying for the weekend. On Sunday, we had a beautiful morning together. And after a wonderful ceremony, we got everything packed up, uh, got ourselves back into town. My sister and her husband, one of my sisters, was able to come and represent that part of the family for the wedding. And it had been 20 years since we've seen each other. We talk often and we're connected. And so we were spending some time and doing some stuff that afternoon and a combination of things as well as that medication uh, by Sunday evening for the first time that I've ever experienced, my partner Jim was truly suffering from being in an increasingly manic state. 
And it was the day after our wedding. And a couple of days later, he would come to me and he said, you know, he was he went through a very high manic state to a to a depressed state. Uh, and then he began to balance out both with the medication wearing off as, as, as well as him doing self-care and those of us around him and friends uh, coming together and reaching out to some professionals and being able to, he was able to come into some more balance. And he said, do you still want to be with me? Because I can't imagine what it was like for you one day into his formally or, you know, committing our love, sharing our love with each other in a public way and committing to our love, and then this happens. And I looked at him and I said, oh, my gosh, absolutely yes. And it did. It did that evening because what he really needed was some rest between the medication the week before and how, you know, crazy things get around writing Friday night and Saturday night. He didn't sleep very well. And if you're bipolar, if for any of us, sleep is important. If you're bipolar, sleep is super important. It can be the, all the difference in the world to your ability to, to be in control of your mind and body. And I knew if we couldn't get him to sleep on Sunday night, and he knew it too. He said, if you need to take me in, you know, take me in. And I said, well, let's try to get you some rest, and let's see if you can rest. If you can't rest, then we'll definitely will take you in so they can give you something to rest. He was able to rest. He was able to get a lot of support around him from friends and family. And, and many of us use much of our skills to help him through those moments. And I was so grateful to his best man and our friend, Mike, who is, they share with each other and they're there for each other. They both struggle with some mental struggles in their lives and they become awesome friends and they become awesome resources for each other. And that's the thing we talked about on the show before is that we don't, if you haven't experienced something in your life, you can't possibly, you can't possibly know, you can empathize, you can have compassion, but you can't know what it's like to go through something or to be treated by people a certain way once they find out that, you have a certain struggle, whether that struggle is physical or mental. And they're both the same because our brains are part of our bodies, but our brains are a pretty important organ in our body. And they were there. I was so grateful for Mike because he was able to come over and spend some time and be there and be peer support for Jim as he was getting better and better. And it had dawned on me that first night after I got him to, to rest and I knew we still had to kind of watch him and see if he was truly able to get some good deep sleep or how things would unfold. And I set out that night later kind of meditating, kind of connecting with spirit, re-energizing myself. And I thought to myself, how interesting, because we say different vows and we say different things. And our wedding was very different. We didn't have vows for each other. We had, what the, we had the joining together, and by participating in that hand fasting, we were joining each other together. So we didn't, you know, there's many different ways to do celebrations of love, and I've done many different ways. And it's, I, we created the way that we want. And so we didn't have vows. We have vows that we shared with each other in private, and I think part of that was important for him, too, is 
being in large crowds or doing certain things in public can be rougher. And so we shared some very beautiful, sacred, personal vows with each other in private and then did our ceremony and our hand fasting. But the meanings were still there. So we didn't say, you know, in sickness and health and richer and poorer and those sorts of things. But it was all there that were there for each other, the best of times and the worst of times. And I'm not the first person, and he's not the first person, of many of the couples that I've married and participated in the celebrations of love over the years, I have seen other couples where something either physically happens or a tragic accident. You know, sometimes we, you know, life is going to happen no matter what. And love is the answer. And we can be in the most love and light and the most spiritual space and experiencing the most beautiful thing. We're still going to experience life. There are times that are going to be the happiest moments in our lives and there are times that are going to be the scariest moments or the most challenging moments in our lives. And for me, and it doesn't surprise me because of my life, but for me, I can say Saturday was one of the most happiest moments. There were some friends that said, well, I felt, you know, the vibration was kind of off earlier in the day. I was kind of, you know, in the mode of keeping everything flowing and keeping everything going. But then Tracy, who is our beautiful uh, planner and facilitator, you know, for both of us said, well, take some time, enjoy. And we really set up so that we could enjoy. And I really enjoyed our ceremony. I thought it was beautiful. And I was so touched and overwhelmed that, believe it or not, and probably for one of the few times in my life, and it says something about my experience, it says something about how I felt and how deeply the emotion of the moment was that when we did our hand fasting and had our sacred circle, our intention was after the ceremony ended, we would turn around and come and then each of us kind of take a moment and thank our friends and close the circle. Neither Jim and I could speak. You'll watch the video. You'll see my hand on my heart and my other hand going, nope, I can't do it. I can't talk in this moment. The feelings got intense. Feeling of happiness, the feeling of love, not just for my partner, Jim, which I absolutely had, but for Tracy and Mike and how they shared for Brent and Ed for sharing their place. For the friends and family that made the trip, whether it was from across town or across the country, to be present. And my heart was overwhelmed with love. And it was almost too much, (laughs) but it was beautiful. And as the evening unfolded, we were able to share some time together and be together with each other and be together with our friends. And it was a small enough crowd of people that we were able to have some really valuable, deep experiences with those that came and shared. And then 24 hours later, I'd never been more scared, more worried, for my partner who I love so much, seeing him suffer, seeing him struggle, 
and that was also love. Love can make us so happy, and it can make us very sad, and it can make us very mad, my friends. When you love someone and they're not understanding you, or you love someone and you perceive that they've hurt you, or you love someone and and they've been hurt by somebody in their lives, yeah, it can make you mad. Love is an amazing, beautiful energy that fuels all of our life. And the deeper that you allow yourself to feel the love, to experience the love in your life, not just with your partners, with mothers, fathers, siblings, kids, grandkids. And it is true. I know many people, sadly, who were mistreated or even abused by members of their family. And they went from having a family of origin to forming a family of choice that would give them love instead of abuse. Love is the answer. And it's true, the more that we allow ourselves to love someone, the more that we allow ourselves to experience that love, to feel that love, to engage in that love with those people by having beautiful times together. And not just in celebrations of love. This past weekend, uh, one of my longest living humans, someone I love so much, she and her partner had what they called an adult slip and slide on Saturday. That's why my daughter was had already planned to be in town, but they have this giant slip and slide that they rented in the yard. They already have a nice big pool and they make it a time and they invite lots of friends and family. It is, they they make a time just for adults and they have the time when kids can come and be part of it. And it's just a beautiful time together. And, And I thought to myself, how beautiful. On the 1st of July, we had this celebration of love. On the 22nd, we had all kinds of friends and family come together and be together with each other. And I got to do swimming, and I have a granddaughter who's uh, only three years old, and she loves the diving board. <laughs> she, she's got little floaties on. She can swim. She can do some stuff. Yeah, but we, yeah, she had a little uh, life jacket thing on. But, uh, you know, still for a three-year-old, she could not get enough of the diving board. There was a few kids there. I remember myself years back as a kid. took a while. For me, I was not immediately a diving board person. I was more of a teenager before I started really allowing myself the diving board. But the experiences of being together. And the more that you allow some, yourself to love someone, the more that you allow yourself, it creates vulnerability, right? Because the more we work in love, sometimes that love is going to be returned to us tenfold. Other times, we're going to give so much of our love in ourselves and and nothing's going to come back. Sometimes there's people in our lives that we give nothing but love and respect or we want their love so bad. And I know people who have suffered at the hands of family members or, or had a mother or father that was struggling with addiction and they reacted and they, they did some things that even they were sorry for years later. But you're reaching out and you're wanting that love. And so many of the people, the family and friends and, and clients that I've worked with over the years, much of what they were suffering from, much of what had created the trauma in their lives was a lack of love. Or even worse, reaching out for love and instead getting abuse. 
or getting hate or getting judgment. And being in a place of love, knowing that love is truly the answer to being and experiencing all of who we are. When you look at the world, when you look at what's happening in our families, our communities, our countries, and our world, there are definitely two very identifiable, easy for me to say, identifiable forces in play. And they're in play on a global scale, and they're, on, they're in play in an individual moment-to-moment scale. Where there are those out there in our world that, like me, are saying love is the answer. If you love yourself, if you know that you're a beautiful, amazing, evolving, inspired, talented human being, and you have all this love, and you have all this potential, and you have all this inspiration in your life, then you know that so does everyone else. So does everyone around you. So do the humans that you know and the humans that you've never met. We're all lovable, beautiful, amazing beings until we're not. And we're all human. We all go through times. I've had friends and family that I've been the most loving, the most beautiful, the most amazing. I've given everything I can. I've been the happy, happy, happy. (laughs) And then everyone that, you know, knows me knows that there's been moments where I've been angry. There's been moments when I've been frustrated. There's been moments when I've been in struggle. There's been moments when when I, like every other human, have struggled to communicate when I felt hurt or misheard or take advantage of. And what I have experienced myself in my life and what I've been so blessed to have the life I've had. I've been so blessed to have the, the mothers and fathers, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my stepmom, my adoptive parents. Everyone in my life brought me love. Everyone in my life brought me a new way of experiencing, a new way of seeing, a new way of being in this world. When I say and share in my bio that I've spent my life experiencing and observing and making all that I'm about, about consciousness, about awareness, about seeing how some people hurt so bad while other people are on the highest note of their life. And by being there for people when they are going through the struggles, when they've been hurt, when fear and judgment have come in and hurt their ability to love themselves, hurt their ability to love others. When you're out there and you're giving love and you're being love, and, and sometimes that love is in return. And I love what you heard me talk about on the show, and I love what Buddha says. To know everything is to forgive everything. And it's taken me... Truly at 58 years old, a lifetime, and I'm still on that flow, but I feel like I've become so much more aware of exactly what that means. Being a practitioner, being someone that works with individuals that go through struggles in their life or that are going through extreme struggles, struggles of self-harm, struggles of harming others because of them acting out because their hurt is so bad. 
and realizing and coming to the awareness and the experience in my own life of how as, as humans, as minds and bodies that are so much in love and we want to love, it's our inclination to love each other. It's our want to bring love and joy into our lives. And yet often, we hurt each other. Often, once we get down here, and that's what makes this game of being human and stay with us through this week, my friends, we are going on a journey of awareness and understanding tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night. And tonight, love is the answer is the key because love is the answer. Because even if you've been hurt, even if you've been abused, even if you've been misunderstood, even if it's in your own mind, and I, we all do that one as humans, we think that we're less than. Judgment and fear seep into our consciousness, to our awareness. And we think for this reason, that reason, or the other thing, we're not worthy. We're not lovable. We're not physically, mentally, socially in our lives, whatever whatever judgment you want to say, you know, I, I, I'm not good enough at this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not physically attractive enough. I'm not, I'm not spiritually connected enough. I'm not healed enough. I'm too damaged. I wonder, and I heard this in my own mind, and I heard this in so many people that went through the same things in their lives, my friends, when they were abused, so many people thought probably deserved it. Must be something about me that made me so damaged that someone thought, yep, the best I can do for this person is give them a little more damage. There can be so many reasons, and sometimes, and some, not just sometimes, often, our friends and family can cause us hurt, can cause us mental or physical anguish or judgments or fears, and they, it wasn't even the intention. Because we each perceive life 100% from our perception, from our experience. That's why you can have friends and family and, and different people that experience the same day, the same moment, the same experience, the same upbringing, and yet have very different feelings about how that affected them. But what awareness is about and what love is about is if you have been hurt, if you have been abused, if you do feel like you're not balanced and something's wrong and you're not even allowing yourself to feel the love, you're not even allowing yourself to meditate or to connect with spirituality or connect with that love energy, you're not even reaching out for healing because you're so hurt, you don't even think you deserve the healing. And for many people, if they're suffering or they're different or unique in any way, they can end up feeling like no one could possibly love me. There is a love for everyone. And that love can come from partners. That love can come from friendships. That can, can come from family, chosen family or biological family. Hopefully it comes from your biological family as well. But every human has free choice. And we're going to be talking more and more about that this week. We all have free choice, right? We have choice to stay in a, 
in a damaged, perceived, self-perceived, broken space, or we have, we can love each ourselves enough, we can believe in ourselves enough, we can be empowered by that love to reach out and get the healing that we need. To believe in ourselves enough to seek out healing, to seek out balance, to welcome inspiration. I know many times in the spiritual realm, when I'm talking with different people and they're coming and we're doing mind, body, and spirit work, and they still have some of those judgments or fears about themselves, they'll speak of, I'm afraid to connect to spirit. Why? Because of, because of how damaged I am, because of how broken I am, because I'm not being the best person I can be, because I've made some poor choices in my life. So I'm afraid to reach out to spirit because spirit is just going to pound me for being such a bad person. See, that's one of the lies that's being told out there. That somehow you're, as a human, from the minute you become human, you're immediately bad. You're immediately going to do bad things. You're so bad and so horrible that only one thing or this thing or that thing can save you or help you. And that's nonsense. But it's not nonsensical. There's a pattern to judgment and hate and fear. And once it gets into people's minds and once it gets into people's bodies and once it gets into people's lifetimes, there are people that can make their entire lifetime about nothing but hate and judgment. And I can look at some of those people throughout time and throughout history and I think to myself, what happened to them? How did they get so far off? And I can discern that they made poor choices. I can discern that the energy that's flowing from them is an energy of hate or an energy of judgment or even an energy of abuse, whether they intend it or not, (laughs) because they probably argue they're not, right? But yet what you feel from them is hate. What comes from them is judgment, judgment against women, judgment against ethnic groups, judgments against religious people for their faith, judgments against non-religious people for their non-faith. Judgments against people that choose to exercise their faith as a connection to nature. Judgments for people based on their sexuality. Judgments for people based on their experience in life. Maybe they came from a poor family. Maybe they had an alcoholic parent. Maybe they made some choices in their life and they struggled with drugs or alcohol or addiction at some point. There's Maybe they have a physical something that's physically unique to themselves. Maybe they struggle with a physical disorder for their entire lives. Maybe they become very ill and then, you know, they're not their same old person. And I've seen that happen so many times too. Someone will become very ill and suddenly friends and family will disappear because, oh, they can't interact the same way. They can't be the same person as they were because they're, they're sick now. That's not real friends and family, by the way. So we can find all sorts of ways to judge people and to distance people in our lives. We can all, we can, we can know in the more aware that we become of judgment and fear and all that judgment and fear and hate, and we, we, it starts with each of us. See, love is the answer, but love starts with you, you loving yourself. You're loving yourself for exactly who you are. And you becoming aware and experiencing, and that's why we're so much about experience on this show, and I've been so much about experience in my practice, 
in my workshops and everything I do, it's not just listen to Charles, it's experience. Charles is going to give you an experience that you can try out, that you can feel, that might become a tool that you can use in the future to help you be more balanced, to help you be more in love, in love with yourself, in love with each other, in love with your family, in love with your community, and loving even those around you that might be making the poorest of choices or they might be so much in hate or so much caught in addiction or so much just locked into their own narrow perceptions that they don't even understand. And I see that in a lot of people. They won't even be aware of how much hate and judgment they're spewing or in some cases that what they're doing is truly mentally or physically abusive to another person. And the only way that we change that, the only way we can experience something different is if we choose it. We each have a choice. We can choose to heal. We can choose to become whole. We can choose when we, the more aware you are, and I shared that with Tracy today when we came into our session. I said, you know, I'm, everything's good. I'm on a good flow. My partner's doing way better in every way, and I definitely Love him. I loved him as much on Saturday and even more on Sunday when he was struggling. And even more now as I see that he's coming back into balance and back into being all of who he is. We can allow ourselves to be aware. And I said, you know, Tracy, I don't know what happened. I just, I woke up. I was slightly off today. I didn't, I know it because I'm aware and I, I, I intentionally want to be aware when I'm in the flow and I intentionally want to be aware when I'm not. And when I start to feel that I'm not or I start to feel that there's struggle or I start to feel that there's something consuming me that really shouldn't be, that's on me, number one. <laughs> and if there's someone around me that's causing that, then it's on me to talk to that person and say, hey, when you do this or say that or act this way, this is how I perceive it. This is what it does. This is what I take. And nine times out of ten, like we talked on the show, when you share with someone that they're, you're feeling a certain way or something they've said or done has made you feel a certain way, that when you share with that with them, most, most people that care about you and love you are going to go, oh, my gosh, I did not mean that. I did not want that. I realized even recently with some choices I made, there were some friends that I was kind of keeping at bay and not really sharing some of the choices that were happening. And I thought, why am I doing that? Because I'm afraid of their judgment. But they are not judging me. <laughs> I'm fearing they might. And guess what? They didn't. <laughs> they don't. And, you know, and it's like there's, it's, we are the architects, creators, and experiencers of our own lives. When you realize from awareness that you can be in the flow of love and joy every moment from the moment that you're celebrating love with your partner or that moment that you celebrate because you met that beautiful, amazing person in your life to that, to the times when there's real struggle, the more that you allow yourself to love, the more, and one, one friend told me years ago, he says, I don't allow myself to love anything because if you love something, it can hurt you. Yep. But you're missing out on so much. Because your ability to love, your ability to experience glad, sad, and mad, to truly experience it. Now, you can, you can choose constructive ways, my friends, to experience those, right? All of them. Because we can make 
Good choices or poor choices, glad, sad, or mad. We can be really happy and we can make some poor choices because we're really happy and we're doing all these things and we're going to do all these different chemicals and different things and we're going to see what that does for us. And luckily, usually our happiness wanes. We can be really sad and really depressed and really feeling bad about ourselves or about others or what's happening and reach out and do things that just make us sadder and hurt more. We can be really angry, truly upset, truly frustrated that someone in our lives is not experiencing or seeing or understanding or having compassion. And, and it, it drives us crazy because we know they have that capacity and they're just not choosing it. And or we've been misheard or we're feeling hurt in some way, and that anger can come. We can do all of these, we can experience all these things in very constructive and beautiful and amazing ways, and we have that control. We are the co-creators of every moment in our life. And we can choose to experience those moments full of love and joy and excitement and fun and celebration from celebrating love of a couple or friends or our own love from letting go of someone that we love so much. From having someone pass. And at the same time I was going through this celebration of love, just very shortly after, I had one of my really good friends, and I'm not going to share his name. It's not my story to show, but he's someone that's been very close to me and someone that's been part of this mission at different times. And he shared, I, I sent out a message to him couple weeks ago and I said hey sending you lots of love I'm hoping everything's awesome in your life and everything's beautiful and he's like it was until just a few moments ago when I found out that my brother had committed suicide and I said oh my gosh I'm sending you love love for your family love for you love for him in his soul and his consciousness in this moment. This is someone who had a beautiful daughter that they loved. This is someone that seemingly was doing good in his life and had a lot of love and support and often, my friends, and it's a scary time right now because in almost every single age group, from children to elderly, a leading cause of death is suicide. I'm 58 years old in my age bracket Leading cause of death, suicide. Even in young kids today, teenagers, this person was in their 30s. And often, and I know this as a professional, when I reach out, you know, and help so many people, and I've been there for celebrations of life for people that have, this choice has happened, usually no one knew. There are people that reach out, there are people that are suicidal, and I'm not diminishing it. And if you're feeling suicidal, and you're, and you're, and you're, but one thing we used to say in our practice is that someone that comes to you and says, I'm suicidal, I'm thinking about it, they're asking for help. They're reaching out. Far too often, people slip into a place of depression, a place of judgment, a place of feeling so bad about themselves about themselves, about their life, about their potential to experience what they came here to experience, that they end their experience. 
And I've had people over the years that have asked me, you know, there's all sorts of religious beliefs about different things. And they'll say to me, Charles, you know, do you think they're forgiven? Do you think they're okay? Do you think their spirit, their consciousness is still all right? And my friends, yes. But here's what happens. When you make the choice to end your experience here early and you're connected with those around you, and we always are, and you get to the other side, and I, we're going to talk a lot more of it on Saturday, a lot more about it on Saturday, show when Jesus calls me home. And there's a reason that the title is that way, is that you have a life review. Your soul, your consciousness does review your life and how you experience it. And guess what? How we, how other people experience us, the experiences that we give, the energy, the vibration, we're going to be going into that, the energy, the vibration that we give off to those around us. That's what our life is about. So if you reach a point of such depression, of such hurt, of so much judgment and fear compiled and pouring into your mind and into your body and you can't break free of it and you make the decision to leave this life and to go back to spirit, the first thing you know when you get to the other side is damn it. Had I held on, hell, had I reached out, had I have made another choice, I could still experience all the things in my life that I actually did love and did want to be here for. And so if there's a suffering that happens for a spirit that ends their time prematurely, it is that they have an immediate awareness to the beautiful gift that they let go. At the same time, my friends, We need to celebrate and love them. Love them for the way that they impacted our lives in beautiful ways. Love them for the ways that they reached out and that they were a beautiful brother, father, sister, mother, good friend. And and often what comes with people is that guilt and judgment about, did I cause this in some way? And the answer is always no, because they had that ability to reach out. They had that ability to ask for something else, to ask for healing. And then the biggest thing we have in this life, my friends, is free choice. For better or worse. I've had a lot of people ask me when certain things happen, you know, was that God's will or was that a man's choice, a human's choice? When someone runs a red light because they're talking on their phone and they're running five minutes late to work and they don't notice and they hit a kid and they kill the kid, was God intending for that to happen? I don't think so. I really don't. I do think that we often know, and I've talked about that on the show before, and we're not going to go dive. I'm avoiding rabbit holes as much as I can tonight. Um, But... I know that there's many people that know that I've known many people that knew that they were going to die early in life. I knew people that knew what was what disease or what situation was going to happen. And they knew it, that something was going to happen. I also firmly believe that one of the one of the most delicious and most horrible things about being human is free choice, because we can choose to go out in love on each other. We can choose to go help those around us that are struggling in whatever way that is. Feed the homeless, volunteer for nonprofits that that help battered women, battered here for nonprofits that help children that have been abused, reach out 
to nonprofits that help with people that are coming off the struggle of addiction, that have made poor choices in their life, but they've now done their time and they want to experience life a new way. There are many ways that we can help each other, and there are just as many ways that we can hurt each other. More than ending our life prematurely, we can, prematurely, we can see in the world today that there are just as many people out there that are choosing to not just end their lives, but to end the lives of others. They're so hurting, their, their perception of life and each other has become so distorted, so hurt, so damaged, so broken, that they feel the best thing they can do is go hurt a bunch of other people, and in the process, their life will be ended as well. There's a reason why love is the answer and why each of us that are going to be in love and light and that want to bring love and light into our world and love and light into our beings and love and light into our communities need each other. And there's so many reasons why we can be doubtful or full of judgment and think, well, I don't have anything to say or what what difference could I make? Or if I let, I have these inspirations, but I'm not motivated enough and I don't feel good enough about myself and I certainly don't feel good enough about each other. It starts with you, love of self, truly being grateful and loving the life that you've been given. Yes, you've had some struggles. Yes, you've had some rough moments. And they're not over. Life has as many ups as it does challenges. How we experience those is uniquely ours and only ours. And it's true, and I've definitely worked with those who have been in abusive situations who have been very hurt in their life. And there are times when you're in a situation where you're in a, if you're, and if you're listening tonight and you're in a situation where there is abuse, where you are being abused physically, mentally, sexually, spiritually in your life, then my friends reach out for help. 988 is one number to call. Crisis line. Also, some resources there, 988. And if you're you're in an ongoing abusive situation right now, reach out to friends and family. Do not be embarrassed. Again, judgment. So many times when I've worked with people that have gone through abuse or going through hurt or went through some situations where somebody or somebody were really hurting them in bad ways, one of the biggest reasons for waiting so long to reach out people would think worse of me. And it's true that within our world, there are some people that if you've been raped, if you've been abused, if you've gone through some severe tragedy in your life, there are those that might judge you for that. But those are not the people in your life that love you. Those are not the people in your life that you need in your life. Because the people that care about you, the people that love you, the keep the people that want you and see in you the beautiful love, the beautiful experience, the beautiful inspiration that you are, they will want you to heal. They will want you to be safe. And as our friend Adam has talked about so many times on the show, being autistic and trans, things that he used to go through growing up, still goes through sometimes in his life with judgments from other people. And I asked him, I, and I talked, I've talked to other people too that have had people that judged him because of physical illness or mental illness or because of abuse or something very tragic that they experienced in their life. And they would say to me, 
you know what you know what the answer is but they their perception doesn't matter when they speak out in ignorance and hate and judgment that is a reflection of them it's not a reflection of you so first of all you probably got yourself convinced that you're less than and you're broken and you're damaged in some way and guess what if you're human we all got a little bit of that because as humans we haven't always been good to each other we haven't created that utopian society where we can truly be in a judgment-free love enhancing zone in every moment of our lives except that individually we can we can choose love we can choose to love ourselves we can choose to be in a place of love in every moment that we desire and some of those times that love might create some sadness some of the times some of those times love is going to create the most happy moment that you could ever experience or desire in your life some of those times you can love somebody and see them discern that they're making really poor choices you can't judge it see that's the thing you can't judge it for two reasons you don't know what they came here to experience number one that's it took me a long time to know that but we don't know what each individual soul came here to experience and I've talked to many people who experienced things like certain types of addictions in their life and they even said I believe that I came here to experience this substance as part of my being what I didn't anticipate is how physically or mentally addictive it would be and then I've talked to people that have gone through some addictions or some poor choices or even as in myself some abuse in my life and it's not that I would desire that abuse it's not that I think I came here to experience it at the same time I can say I wouldn't be who I am today and I wouldn't be such a healer and such a champion from those who have been abused had I not gone through some of what I did and everyone that's a healer everyone that's a practitioner almost everyone that's in psychology I won't throw all all of us under the bus okay but I could say everyone I've ever talked to went through some challenges in their life that led them to first want to heal themselves and secondly wanted to heal others because as long as we exist in a world of free choice some people are going to make choices that are going to be to hurt themselves or others every single time it's because they're hurting too every single time it's because they're hurting too and it's not because they could have had the best parents they could have the best family the best friends their perception of something at some point in their life or some judgment or some abuse that they suffered they decided not to heal from it they got bitter and they got more angry and they got more angry and judgmental about themselves and that made them more angry and judgmental about others and having worked with individuals and humans over the spectrum of over 30 years that have experienced different levels of abuse and different levels of hurt and then seeing some of them later in their lives turn around to their children and ask forgiveness for the moments that they themselves got caught up in addiction that because they were abused they unwittingly allowed someone that they cared about in their life and not allowed by yes please go do this but from coming from a place of hurt from coming from a place of judgment from coming from a place of self-perceived damage 
they allow damage to happen to some of those around them, sometimes their kids, sometimes people they knew. And then they became healed and they came back and said, I'm sorry, a healed, balanced person wouldn't have done that. I'm healed. And then one good family I've been working with, some of the parents there have been able to show that, yes, they made some poor choices. They went through some addictions. The family went through those, the ramifications of those addictions with them. Some of the children chose some addictions themselves. Then they were able to see that the parents made a transition of healing. The parents made a transition of strength. The parents showed, yes, we showed you a, we showed you one way of life when we were struggling. Now we're showing how to get to the other side of it. We can do this all together. We all have moments that we, you know, I get moment, many times I've talked to my friends and family. And one of the things I will ask, is there anything that I've ever said or did that was harmful or hurtful to you? Is there any time that I made you with my daughter? I've looked many times of like, you know, I, I really, in every way with her, tried to be encouraging and loving and non-judgmental. And one of the things that she shared with me, and she had a different experience with her mom, who also struggled with mental illness, who made a choice not to heal. And her, and her mom and I had conversations about that. That I would say to her at times, one time her mom said to me, she goes, you know what, my family and your daughter and, 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 and my family and your family and our chosen family around us, they all love you so much better. Everybody's always about Charles and love Charles and da da da. And she goes, and I know why, because you're you just love on them. And I've been, and I'm quoting her, and not to quote bad language at the moment, but I'm quoting her. She is like, I have been such a bitch. I'm surprised anyone ever even invites me over. And I said to her more than one occasion, I said, Laura, you can make a difference. You can make a change. You can heal. You can decide to interact differently. And for there were moments and there were times that she, with intention, did exactly that. She decided to be different. She decided to experience life differently. She decided to present herself differently to other people. The energy we give is the energy we receive, not because there's something magical in the universe, because the, the law of attraction is real. If you're in a loving, beautiful, positive space, you will attract loving, beautiful, positive things in your life. And when negative things come at you, because sometimes they do, out of jealousy, out of judgment, out of fear of those around you that see you becoming stronger, that see you becoming more confident, that see you becoming more inspired. And for some people that are in struggle, they want to pull you right back down in the struggle. But you can discern that. You can discern that without judgment and, and, and decide to be an example, decide to be in an energy of love that people can aspire to join you in. You can invite them to join you at your vibration, at your level, at your experience. And it's not always immediate, but I can tell you this, my friends, they do. There comes moments when they reach out to you, when they reach out for love. Another reason to be in love is because sometimes when we lose somebody, and we talked about it right now, that often when people choose to end their lives, they do it in very surprising ways you didn't expect it to happen. But one way that you can be connected, that you can be in awareness with that, is to be in love and be in the love and light and be in a positive flow yourself. And then when you get a hit to reach out for someone, reach out. 
I can't tell you how often family members have shared with me when something happens with somebody and they'll say, they've been on my mind for a couple of weeks, but I just didn't reach out. And again, their choice is on them. But when you're in a place of love and compassion and in the flow and you get inspiration to reach out to someone, reach out. When you're in a place of hurt, when you're in a place of damage, when you're in a place of struggle yourself, reach out. And if you're not sure who to reach out to, take a meditative moment, a moment of prayer and say, God, I'm hurting right now. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. Please help me to reach out to someone that can be my help, that can help me take that next step. I want to save myself. There's so many things I still want to experience in this life. Love is the answer. We all have somebody that's a special person for us. And in my lifetime, and I've been real honest about that, I've had, had my wife, had my partner of 10 years. I had another partner that I was with for five years, and I have the person I'm with now, and I feel like this is the person I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. With some of the partners I was with, I said, I even told them, I said, I know that we're meant to be together right now and that we have important things to share important experiences and that's that's the second father to my daughter whose house that we had the beautiful celebration at and his partner you know we were together 10 years there were 10 wonderful years so have the almost 20 well it has been gosh i just thought about the year so is the 20 years since we helped raise my daughter together and not all those we loving yourself and loving those around you is also knowing when something's working and knowing when maybe, and that's what happened with him and I, as I knew it, with my wife and I, I knew we, we, we needed to experience something different. Didn't mean we had to stop experiencing each other. We could still experience each other as friends. We could still experience the love that we shared with each other, but we, now it was different. Loving yourself and loving those around you is also being aware when it is, maybe something is time to change. I've worked with many couples and sometimes, and I tell couples when we start out working together, that either if we're honest and open and you dive inside and you both love yourself and you do the healing you need, you're going to either come together even more or you're going to be aware that it's time for a change and you can love each other enough to allow that change to happen if that's what needs to happen. And I've had couples that both things happen. And I, one couple, and I'll never forget it because it's the first couple that I was working with. And I turned to my colleague, Helen, that I was working with at the time, and she was working with the woman and I was working with the husband and the wife and the husband. And we were both coming to the conclusion that I don't think these guys are a good match. <laughs> like I think there's trouble in this bubble. And they ended up deciding that the best thing and the most loving thing to do for each other was to divorce, but remain friends. And they did. And she would come visit, and he would visit, and then her sister became very ill and needed some specialized care. Uh, He was a retired doctor. They worked together and took care of her sister together until she passed. And then they decided, let's be roommates. We can be friends and we can be roommates, we can still have our separate things, the things that drive you crazy about me or drove me crazy, we'll have our separate areas of the house, but we'll also have our moments where we have dinner together, just as friends. 
And that wouldn't work for everybody. I know there's all sorts of circumstances out there, but love was the answer for them, but it didn't necessarily mean together. And that was okay too. And I know for me in this moment, even being with you here tonight, that there's no way I would be with you and be the person I am if it weren't for all the people in my life that love me. My daughter, my longest living human, as I often call her, my family, my sisters, my brothers, my parents, and most importantly, the most beautiful, loving, special individual. And I couldn't imagine anyone more that I would want to be by my side in this moment than my partner I married on the first. Love is the answer. Anything we do in love, truly the essence of real love, love of self, love of others. There's your, there's your marker. Am I loving myself? Am I loving others? If you are, goodness is going to flow from that. If there's judgment, if there's fear, if there's abuse, <laughs> those things are not love. And we know each other, and we know the loving beings that, you know, Tracy and I talked tonight. I've known Tracy for over 30 years. And I believe we're connected to the people in our lives for many reasons. Tracy and I first became connected when we were both recruited to be facilitators for an AIDS retreat. It's called the Inland Northwest AIDS Coalition. They put on a a once-a-year week-long retreat for those infected and affected, so those partners and family and friends, as well as those who were infected with HIV-AIDS. And this was back in the early 90s. When many of the people that we worked with, many of the groups, because we would come in and we'd have a group, we'd be like camp counselor, spiritual counselor, mind, body, spirit facilitator for a group of individuals that came to participate. And in the first few years, often by the time the next retreat came along, we would have lost most or all the people that was in our group the year before with the disease. It was very hard work. It was also very rewarding work. We both talked about how much we learned and how much we became who we are and how much we were taught by having compassion and empathy and offer healing and love to those individuals who, again, weren't getting love. They were getting fear and disdain and judgment from everywhere they turned around. And so providing them a week and not just a week, but we also had monthly gatherings, different special things we did, but providing times when we as individuals would come to love on them and to offer them healing and to offer them space and compassion. That's how we first met. And then over the years, we would stay friends. We would participate. We had many different connectors in our lives, including Elizabeth, whose beautiful music we share on the show. Elizabeth inspired Tracy to become the sound healer that she is today. A few years back, and it's been a few years, seven, eight years ago, uh, I, I would house and dog set for them while they went on a trip for a family reunion. A death happened. A tragic accident took place. If I remember, maybe a tragic accident or a sudden death took place. They needed me to stay longer to take care of their puppy babies and, and know that they were safe. And I did that for them. And she was with a 
partner for a number of years. I was with my partner for a number of years. Both of us are with different partners now than we were then. She's been with her partner now, I want to say around 10 years, married, probably right around six or seven. She became very present in my life and we worked together on some things and we started trading some sessions back and forth with each other. And then her current husband, who also has some challenges, reached out and, and, and just became really good friends with my partner. And I told her tonight, I said, talk about the connections in life and talk about the connections of love. We've had, she said, I love her very much. She loves me. We are awesome friends. We are more than, as my one friend says, beyond family, beyond friends, beyond friendship. We have such a core love for each other and love for the work that we do and the ways that we touch the world. And over that 30 years, who would think that here, 30 some years later, she would be the one planning helping plan my wedding, helping so much, even bake the cupcakes, because we did cupcakes. <laughs> of course we did. You'd have to know me to know. Yeah. We've been listening long enough. Maybe the cupcake things creeped in there, but we did cupcakes. She baked the cupcakes. She helped with the ceremony. She did the sound. And if you watch the video, you'll see her doing the sound. And yet, you know, we, of all the people that connected, and I'm still connected, we're both still connected with some of the people we worked with during that AIDS retreat, those, those years that we worked together. But here it is all these years later, each of us with a different partner. And now here we are, and both of our partners are a valuable resource to each other. There's a reason we're connected. There's a reason to let love flow in your life and to allow yourself to be aware of those who are connected around you, to be aware of those who want to bring love and light and healing into your life. And if you love is it, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But yet it's the answer. The answers are usually pretty simple. We try to complicate it. That's part of the human condition. But if at first you love yourself, that leads to a love of life. That leads to loving others. And that leads to being in a place of true happiness, of true fulfillment, of joyous experience. And tonight, my friends, I want to guide you in a meditation, spiritual experience for you to be in the presence of the love conscious of the universe. One of my friends, he says, Charles, a lot of your shows are about connecting to love, about healing. And he said, I finally got it. We need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. We need to be often brought back to that place of love, that place of awareness. That is unique and beautiful and individual that we are, so is each person. Coming into this wedding, I had a friend that asked me, they said, they knew Laura, my first partner, they knew the other partners I've had in my life, and they knew my current partner and, and what some of his struggles were. And they said, do you, are you with people in a certain way because you, because you, you want to heal them or change them? And I said, no, 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 no. I long ago learned that that's not my place. They're in my life because I love them. They're in my life because some of the people that have had 
some struggles in their life, some of the people that have had some experiences that caused them moments of grief or moments of struggle also perceive and experience the world in just a little bit different way. In the case of my partner now, through his healing, through his growth, through the tools that he has in his life, I knew there were so many different ways that we could share and experience together. One thing that we never discussed, you know, wasn't the first thing that we said to each other when we met each other. We met each other both being out. And the thing for me is when I was out that night, I knew. I knew before I went out that night, something was going to happen. And I'd gone out bunches of nights and I'd been around lots of people. And I knew something that night was going to happen. And earlier in the evening, to the perception I had in that moment, I thought to myself, you know, maybe I'm going to run into an old friend. Maybe there's somebody, you know, I'm going to, something was going to happen that night and I knew it. And as the life, night proceeded, I felt it even stronger. And then I saw him and he saw me. And as I walked by him, I was headed to the restroom. <laughs> Not very romantic, but it's true. I looked back and I saw that he was still looking. In a loving, curious, connected way. And as I came out, I saw and caught his eyes again. He was with friends that I knew, so I walked up to those friends and we were introduced. And we've been together ever since. One thing we didn't discuss in that first moment, but that we shared with each other very early on because we shared a lot with each other. And he shared with me some of the abuse and struggle that he'd gone on in his life. And I shared some of the abuse and struggle. And we realized we had some of that abuse and struggle in common. And we realized that that's one of the things that we saw in each other's eyes that first night. Both the experience and the healing. And that we were both on a journey of bringing love and light and healing back into the world for those around us in many ways. Everyone has someone that loves them. Everyone has someone that shares that love with them. And there are so many ways to experience love. And it truly, 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 my friend, starts with you really, really, really loving yourself. Loving who you are. Loving the life that you were brought here to experience. Allowing yourself to believe and connect with yourself in such a way that you can allow yourself to experience being all of who you are. That you can now allow love to bring a healing to your heart, a healing to your mind, a healing to your consciousness and body. To allow you to begin a journey of experience together.
And my friends, if you want to reach out, if you want to know more about what I can provide for you, as far as sessions or workshops, you can send me an email. We'd like to thank Elizabeth DeFreyas and her beautiful music. A link to her website is right there on the show's description. And you can listen to much more beautiful music and meditation music for free on her website. There's also a little donation page there that you can use. If what we're doing, the experiences that we're offering have value to you and bring goodness into your life and you'd like to support the mission, you can do that by doing private sessions. You can do that by just reaching out and sending emails and say, hey, Charles, tonight touched my life and I'm able to, I want to make sure that this kind of goodness, this kind of love, this kind of experience and healing is out there for people. So I'd like to, I'd like to donate to you. I'd like to donate to the show. And we thank all of you that, that make that choice. Thank you. You help our mission grow. And currently we're all over the world and our top five countries right now are the USA, New Zealand, Canada, Egypt, and Australia. And you can help bring that goodness. And I want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening on all of the continents of the world that listen to our show. And thank you for your emails. Thank you for your love. A few of you were worried when we were down for a period of time. I thank you for reaching out and sharing your love and concern. And we are back, my friends. And tonight we're going to go into a meditation of connecting to that love, connecting to that experience, connecting to that presence of love. And you, as the vibration of this show has been unfolding, I'm sure you have been experiencing it a little bit already. And my friends, I would not be here and I would not be doing this show right now if I did not love you. I do. And I've had friends that listen to the show and they listen to that and they say, Charles, I feel it. And I know you do. And yes, I do, my friend. Maybe I've met you in this life. Maybe we've shared some moments together. I know a lot of friends and family and clients and, and peers listen to the show and enjoy the show and experience the show. I also know and I feel and I sense and I'm a mind, body, spirit person and I feel the connection to some of you out there who have connected, who have shared with me over the years and the weeks and the months together. And I may have never met you, but I feel that I love you and we're connected because I do. I do, my friends, love my life. Love all those that share my life with me. There's times I'm frustrated, and I'm sure I'm, there's times I frustrate them. There's times that we share a magical moments together, and there's times that we have to work together to get past the struggle of frustration, and it's always worth it. And as we go into our meditation tonight, we're going to go into the meditation, the experience, and let you take it as far as you need to, experience as much as you want to in this moment, and the music will play us out. So allow yourself for a few moments to be relaxed and peaceful, to let go of any struggle, of any anxiety, of any stress, to give yourself a few moments of just relaxation, of healing, peaceful love. 
closing your eyes and being relaxed and allowing yourself just for a few moments to see, to feel, to experience this beautiful, relaxing, peaceful energy flowing into your mind, flowing into your body, relaxing away any stress, any anxieties, any frustration. Just allowing yourself this time and this place to be relaxed and peaceful. To be in the flow of the love of the universe. The love energy that connects us to each of the people, each of the mind, bodies, and spirits in our lives. That bring us love. That bring us compassion. Bring us healing. Allowing yourself for a few moments to feel and sense and be in the flow of this beautiful loving energy. Allowing it to go deeper and deeper, more and more into every cell and every muscle and every system in your body. Allowing yourself just for a few moments to be in the flow and the vibration of that love. To allow yourself to begin to feel and sense that you can easily let go of any frustration, of any fears, of any judgment. For a few moments, just allowing yourself to be in the experience of the love, the experience of this light, the experience of sensing and feeling and knowing what a beautiful, amazing, inspired person that you are. I'm so sorry for any time that you've been hurt, for any time that you felt less than, for any time that you've struggled in your life to allow yourself to be in that flow of love, that flow of power and inspiration. For any time that you've felt yourself as broken or less than or damaged. And allow yourself in this moment to sense, to feel, to connect with your soul. With the core of your consciousness. In this moment. Allow yourself to let go of fear and judgment and to just experience being all of who you are. Experience the love that your soul, that your consciousness has for your mind and body. The respect, the love, how amazed your soul is at your strength. At your ability to reach out for help when you need it and to offer your hand to those who need it as well. Allow yourself for a few moments to truly see and sense and feel the colors of the light. To feel the beautiful colors and if you've experienced the connection to the light, the connection to that beautiful conscious universal energy of love, then you've 
experience the beautiful colors, the amazing colors of that light, and the love and the healing and inspiration that flowed, and allowing it to flow into every part of your mind, to every part of your consciousness, to every part of your awareness. Allow it to flow deeply into every cell and muscle and system in your body and just bring a peaceful, easy, beautiful relaxation. Feeling all of your mind and body and spirit in the flow of this love, the flow of this relaxation, the flow of this peace. Allowing this powerful, beautiful energy to go even deeper, more and more into every part of your consciousness, to every part of your awareness to the deepest cellular memory and bring a deep healing, a deep relaxation, a deep peace. In your own way, reaching out in this moment, allowing yourself to be more relaxed and more peaceful and more healed. Allow yourself in this moment to feel the energy centers, the chakras of your body, and to sense any judgment, any fear, any frustration just melting away, flowing out of your body as this love, this light, this beautiful energy just brings you more and more into relaxation, more and more into peace, more and more into the flow of the love of the universe. Allowing yourself for a few moments to sense and feel into the capacity that you can allow it. Allow yourself to begin to connect with all of those beautiful spirits around you. With all of those beautiful mind, bodies, and spirits that are connected to your soul. That are connected to your consciousness. That are connected to all of who you are. Allow yourself to sense not just the love of the universe, but the love of all those in this universe that love you. Allow yourself for a few moments, even those who maybe unintentionally may have caused harm, maybe those that may have caused you struggle or frustration, and yet have been such inspiration and love and joy. The more that we love each other, the more that we love on each other, the more that there's going to be times of struggle, times of frustration, times when we don't quite compassionately listen to each other. Allow yourself in this moment to feel the love of all those around you. Some that you may already know. Some that you may share this love and this moment and this connection in your life with. Others who have been connected to your soul, to your consciousness, beyond your comprehension in this moment. And yet there's such love, such connection, such healing energy flowing into your mind and body and spirit from all of those around you. Those that you know, those you haven't met yet. 
those are your souls connected with that maybe didn't share this particular lifetime. Allowing yourself to feel the love and the strength and the inspiration from the angels, the messengers, the guides that surround your heart, your mind, your soul. Allow yourself just a few moments of connection, a few moments of peace, a few moments of love. And allowing that beautiful, loving, powerful energy to go deep into your heart, deep into your consciousness, deep into your body. Bring a healing peace, a beautiful connection to the love of the universe, to the love of this planet, to this moment, to this existence of being a human in this world, this moment. Allow yourself for a few moments to go even deeper. Deeper in the connection with your consciousness. Deeper in the connection with all the surrounding. All the love and light and beautiful healing energy that's flowing into your mind and body. Allow the sound of my voice. Sounds of nature. Sounds of the water. To allow you to go into a deeper relaxing place where you become more and more easier and easier connected to the source, the source of life, the source of energy, the source of all of who we are, of all of who we can be. Allow yourself this moment to easily go deep into a soothing relaxation. Soothing moment of being 
all of who you are. More and more awareness to your strength, to your inspiration, to your wisdom. Relax and allow the flow of love, the flow of inspiration, the flow of peace. for a few moments to share that love, to reach out and share that love with the souls in your life that need it the most at this moment, to feel yourself being a conduit of love, a conduit of the flow of this energy, and see and sense this love, this flow, this beautiful energy flowing from you out around you. flowing, think of those currently in your life, maybe those, maybe you've had someone pass recently. Maybe like my one friend, you've had someone who was so hurting that in a moment they made a decision and ended their time here. Send them love in this moment. How much you love them much you miss them, how much you want their soul and their heart to be healed in this moment. Maybe there's someone in your life that you know is struggling and you can discern that they've made choices that are hurting their experience. Maybe you know someone in your life that's gone through some real abuse, some real struggle, some real harm in their life. In this moment, you just want to surround them in love. Surround them in healing. Surround them in awareness that there is healing. That there is a moment of strength and confidence and balance coming. That the healing journey is worth it. Allow yourself to think about those around the world that are being judged or oppressed, tortured or even killed for being all of who they are. Let's join together, together for a moment to send love, 
and healing and strength to them. Anyone in the world who needs it more in this moment, let's be a conduit of that love and that light and that strength and that peace and that healing and that wisdom. Just allowing your journey, your experience, your medication to go as deeply as you need to. Allow yourself awareness to the inspiration, the wisdom, and the strength that's flowing from the love consciousness of the universe, from the source of all that is, into all of your mind, your body, and your spirit bringing you exactly what you need in this moment. The healing, the connection, the awareness to the joy of loving yourself, your life, and your world. Good night.